It's the circus, uh, but not as you have seen it before. Okay, Kalabanti, that is, and our guest has brought his home country of Guinea in West Africa to the stage in a high-energy circus show called Afrique en Cirque. Yamusa Bangora left Guinea as a teenager to travel the world with various circus companies, adding to his already impressive range of circus skills. He ended up in, uh, or rather with, the renowned Cirque Elvas, which is based in Montreal, home to another fairly well-known circus company called Cirque du Soleil. He stayed based in Montreal while he set up his own circus company, Calabante. And it's a family affair. His brothers and sisters are part of the troupe. Uh, Yamusa is bringing his Afrique en Cirque to New Zealand as part of the Auckland Arts Festival in March. There are details on our webpage. So how did he get started as a circus performer? He'll tell us from Montreal. Uh, Yamusa, kia ora, and lovely to uh, have you with us. Thank you for making time. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Can we go back to the beginning uh, and, and how and where you learnt your circus skills in Guinea as, as a young person? Yeah, I learned circus when I was young in Guinea. I started uh, doing uh, backflips by watching TV uh, in Conakry. And then uh, we were like practicing at the beach. And then after, we met uh, a French guy called Laurent Chevalier who opened Circus Baobab. And then uh, we, 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 we were with them. And then they give us like uh, courses and then, you know, and we start traveling with the Circus Baobab. So we had uh, trainers from Circus Baobab. Yeah. yeah, I think initially it was on TV that you would see, um, I think it was a European circus at the time, and then what, the, you know, you'd go to the beach. You were just kids, weren't you? Go to the beach and, um, and try and perfect some of those moves. Yes, and then what we saw on TV, we tried to imitate. Uh, until we met uh, Laurent Chevalier, yeah. who opened a circus, uh, who like wanted to do a show of, with the uh, African circus. Uh, so that's where I start really f- to learn circus. You had to make a choice, right? I think you were um, heading towards university. And was there a choice between university and becoming a circus performer? Was that? Sorry, I missed that. Was there a choice at one point you had to make between going to university and becoming a circus performer? Yeah. So I was going to school until, uh, like, I graduated to go to university. and uh, But I really loved circus and I wanted to travel with the circus. Uh, and then uh, what happened, I was uh, uh, missing uh, the rehearsal and going to school. And finally, they put someone like uh, to replace me in the circ. 
so I had to choose one. So I chose a, a circus, and then uh, yeah, and uh, there that's uh, where my my life started with circus, like uh, with uh, like uh, being traveling with uh, professionally. Yeah, four years actually with that first. Um, Guinean circus and just a teenager. What what was life like? What would a day be like? Uh, surrounded by all sorts of performers, right? As well as working on your own. Yeah, it's uh, you know everything you have to. First thing, it's uh, to work by yourself and learn as much you can because uh, when you yourself, you can do as much. And when you're with. Uh, all uh, like uh, with uh, surrounded with people it's really good because you have like professional who can teach you who can uh, also uh, help you so i use that uh, uh, like uh, to learn things and then go practice by myself to become a better acrobat yes you were in Spain, I think, Yamusa, when you were first seen uh, by uh, Cirque Elvas. And can you tell us about that company and why you really wanted to work there? Uh, first thing, like, Guinean uh, chose me uh, to represent Guinea in Spain. So uh, when I went there, I was representing Cirque, uh, Baobab Circus. And then from there, I stayed there like three to six months, and uh, there was a circus show. Uh, uh, called uh, uh, Orchestra. Uh, uh, I think it was Orchestra, I think. Uh, and I went to see the show, and it was uh, made uh, by Circle Waz. And when I saw the show, I was really, really, really happy because it was a really, really good show. And I wanted to be- become one of the, the artists and then uh, when the show finished, I, I just show up uh, at the uh, backstage and telling them, you know, guys, I love your circus. I want to be part of it. What can I do? And they was all surprised. like, <laughs> And they say, okay, let's uh, wait. And we uh, wait until like uh, the, we clear the house, the stage, and we see what we can do. And then at the end, they invite me on stage and I start like uh, to flip and then do tricks and they say, wow, you're really uh, talented and we want to maybe uh, work with you. And they they call uh, the coach, the trainer was there, of Circle was, and when he saw me, he really uh, was in love with my skills. And uh, after they called me and that's why I'm in Canada. In, wow. I joined Circle was. Yeah. So you just asked... And they let you show your stuff, and you showed them. Exactly. As you exactly. said, Montreal's your base now. Now, this is the circus hub of North America, really, isn't it? What What was it like to move there? What did you experience there? To move in Montreal, for me, was a, a big, big deal, because Montreal, it's a capital of circus. So you have, like, all the big names. You have Circle Wars, you have Cirque du Soleil, you have Cavalia. You have seven fingers. You have like small circus. It's a lot of circus there. So my first time when I went there, I worked uh, with Circle Wars for like seven years. And then now I always had it, uh, have something in my mind opening my circus, you know, like and uh, and uh, when I finished 
with uh, circle was I start uh, I opened Calabante and it was uh, really small and uh, finally I went uh, to work again with uh, Cavalia and uh, save money and then start to bring in my own uh, acrobats and I opened a circle school in Guinea so I start to uh, uh, teach uh, all the young people my brothers cousins sisters and uh, finally I brought all of them to Canada and we we with them we open Calabante, and Calabante we start uh, to make it grow, and then uh, now uh, we work hundred uh, percent for Calabante. Yeah, it's a big call, isn't it? When you had established yourself with these big companies to start your own, what was the real driving force of that, Yamu? So why did you really want to do that? What was missing? Yeah, I wanted to really to do that because uh, I had, uh, like, uh, as a musician, as a composer, as a dancer, as acrobat. So I had, like, uh, some stuff, like, uh, what I want to show to the world. And uh, being artist, and you cannot, like, uh, like show, you can show your skills, but not, like, uh, a stage manager. You cannot, uh, like, bring your own idea. And uh, I had it uh, on in me, so I wanted like to ex- express that to the world. And uh, and my brothers, they believe in me, and uh, all my cousins, they they know I'm hard worker, and I always have like uh, uh, always uh, wanted to go forward with the company. And uh, that's uh, even the name of the uh, company Calabante means a go getter a child, you know, who's always in front, you know, pushing the order to go forward, you know. And uh, since that, uh, we we create an African Cirque, and, uh, you know, we start, like, uh, since uh, five years ago, uh, like, working, like, 100% with Calabante. And, uh, yeah, since that, uh, the world uh, is uh, appreciating our work, and... Uh, we last year we were in uh, uh, in Australia in Sydney and it was really good. We did like a sold out uh, eleven show there and people was in love with the show and uh, and also we went in Edinburgh uh, in Scotland and uh, like twenty four show like uh, sold out. So people are in love with the show African Silk and I wanted uh, like to bring it like. Uh, everywhere in the world. And I remember I was in Auckland with the Circle Was, and I said, one day I will bring my own company to New Zealand. And it's really a blessing for me to bring my own company in New Zealand. So it's happening. So just to explain what people will see, there will be the traditional circus skills, and I want to talk a little bit more about how you approach those. But as you alluded to, there is music, there is dancing. Just to give people an idea of what they'll experience. Okay, what uh, the audience will experience, it's uh, uh, African Cirque, it's uh, based in uh, daily daily life in Guinea. So what you see in that show uh, like brought you to Africa, to Guinea, in my hometown, in my little village of a uh, uh, fish, uh, fish village, you know. And uh, you will see like how people are enjoying life, how simple life is over there, and uh, how ta- uh, wh- how the drum like uh, are powerful, go through our body, 
and how the song, the singing, the dancing, uh, the acrobatics, uh, human pyramid, all the circus uh, vibes, yeah, you will feel like uh, a really, really good night. Yeah. And with that show, you'll travel to Africa and uh, in like staying in New Zealand, you know, that's uh, how uh, we want people to feel. We want people to feel in Africa and uh, there will be a lot of, it will be joyful. Yeah. Our guest is Bangura, uh, sorry, Yamusa Bangura. He is uh, with his uh, own uh, performing uh, circus now, uh, circus company, Calabante. It's coming to New Zealand with the show Afrique en Sur as part of the Auckland Arts Festival. You're listening to Nine to Noon with Catherine Ryan on RNZ National. Can we talk a little bit more about the disciplines involved in this career, in this life, uh, Yamusa? I mean, physically in amazing shape but how how much practice a day and how much rehearsal together yeah in uh, being an acrobat in with calabante it's a really really uh, uh i mean like tough when i say tough it's uh, in the good way because it's uh we work there like uh, every day five hours a day five days a week and uh, for us it's uh it's a joy it's a family and uh, it's uh, you have to be in shape. You have to. Uh, it's a lot of uh, stuff, you know, because we need a training. It's as a group you need a training. It's uh, you have to trust your your friend, your cousin. Uh, you know, we what what we doing. It's uh, you you have to be focused, and uh, so that's why you see people are in shape because they work hard. They there is a discipline, and uh, yeah. So it's a uh, yeah, it's a lot of things to say. But when you come, you'll see a reality with uh, your own eyes. It yeah. takes a toll on the body, uh, and um, you know there are there are injuries and and and, and so forth. And what, what is your what is your approach to that? For example, I think you you perform without safety ropes. What's the what's the you, approach yeah. to the physical risks of such a high performance? Um, environment. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a physical risk, uh, and uh, but our background, it's uh, everything we learn at the beach, we do it on concrete. You know, we we'll do it on the on the street. So, and uh, we used to that, and then uh, we work uh, hard with our body because uh, if you we don't work that way, it's uh, difficult to maintain the shape because I'm uh, doing a lot of shows, and if you don't have a good technique. It uh, will be uh, difficult, and injury can happen. Like uh, even uh, the best uh, uh, world uh, champion also have injury, you know. So, but like uh, knowing what you're doing, it's uh, less uh, scary. So we we practice. That's why we practice every day, and uh, that's uh, why people like our show because our show it's uh, like a high level acrobatics. And on the floor, and uh, with not trampoline, we just uh, make ourselves like a, like a, like a trampoline. You know, we jump high, we use our legs. You know, so and it's good to see it because you'll see how how uh, professional are the acrobats and how uh, people love uh, the like uh, the African silk, the way they they are. 
uh, receiving like uh, things from the audience. So the same thing we uh, receive on, from the audience, that's what we give to the audience. So when you come see the show, uh, you'll be you live there with uh, something in your head, and you you live there like telling yourself you can change the world. You leave the the show like with a lot of joy and uh, spirit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Musa, uh, you have plans, I think, for a circus, to open a circus school in Guinea. Can you tell us a little more about where that's at? Yeah, we have, like, all the acrobats. Uh, it's our uh, fourth generation, like, in Conakry, in Guinea right now. And uh, since, uh, like, the first, the second, the third, uh, they all are now professional acrobats everywhere in the world. And uh, now we are I'm with the third and the fourth day training to come join us in Montreal too. And uh, the school there, when I'm there, we teach. When we have like uh, all the older acrobats when, uh, are in Guinea, they go give classes to the youngers. And uh, yeah, that's how we do. And uh, we try uh, to make people like believe in their like dreams to. Uh, to let them know that they can live with circus school, uh, with circus life, you know. So, yeah, and people love what they do. The the approach with the kids there, it's not only to do circus, but to give them positive life, you know. Whatever you believe and whatever you want in life, you can do it. Yeah, that's our goal. So many talents you have, and I, I want to finish just by talking about the instrument, uh, the particular instrument that you play, the kora. Uh, it's beautiful. We're going to finish the interview listening to a little bit uh, of it, Yamusa. But you must have to protect those fingers, right? Um, tell me a little bit about yeah, this particular but, interest, uh, instrument. It's very uh, intricate. Okay, the kora, it's uh, a, uh, how do you say, it's uh, an ancient instrument. Uh, it's uh, uh, come from West Africa, and uh, you know before African story was in writing. Uh, so, Kora is uh, one of the most things in our history. So, it helped uh, uh, people like uh, the Grio, the Grio. That's uh, someone who play Kora. That's uh, the Kora help uh, like uh, the Grio uh, uh, pass the story from generation to generation. So the kora, it's a powerful instrument and a historic instrument because uh, all the African, West African history, it's uh, are, uh, are with uh, the kora player. So when they play, they sing and the songs stay from generation to generation and they tell the what's, what was the past what's uh, the present and uh, how they would like the, the future to be, you know. So, and they translate uh, from the uh, elders to the child. And when people grow, they have already the story. So the Kora, it's really powerful instrument. And the sound of the Kora, it's uh, particular because uh, it's something you have like soul in the Kora. You have a... Uh, uh, like a uh, melody, you have the bass, you you have everything in the chorus. So I can't wait you to to come listening.
Yamusa, thank you so much. Yamusa Bangora, and here's this incredibly talented man and acrobat uh, playing this beautiful instrument. Thank you, Yamusa. the Yamusa Bangura. As we said, he is bringing uh, his uh, own circus company, Calabante, which is Circus Plus Dance, there's music as well, to the uh, Auckland Arts Festival. It's called Afrique Onsuch, and you can find more details on our webpage. It's happening in March.